Welcome to the People's Pitch Podcast, folks. I am your host, John, and as always, I am joined by my soccer brother from another mother, Nate. Hey! Uh, Nate, the summit flows tainted with the tears this week, um, as we are no longer undefeated. John, (laughs) Cheryl Crow has never sounded so wise, because the first cut is indeed the deepest. But at least there's always more soccer to help cure... The heartbreak of soccer. You know, in the great words of Coach Taylor from <laughs> from uh, Friday Night Lights, <laughs> clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Okay. So from now on, clear <laughs> eyes, full hearts, full hearts, and we can't lose. Full of blackness um, and evil. So yes, your undefeated team is no longer undefeated. That's okay. We still sit in second place. Um, we have a lot to look forward to. Um, but as far as today's concerned, we we have a lot to get to get uh, on the books here. So we're gonna we're gonna cover a couple things. We're gonna talk about the uh, the the horror that is Cedar Rapids, um, <laughs> and then the recap of the game. <laughs> we're gonna recap the Croatians game, talk a little PLA action, do a 56ers preview, and then maybe uh, just some announcements and things from from the from the club. Yeah. So first, let's uh, let's start with this. The first of the road trip, the Cedar Rapids trip. You went. I went. Minneapolis City won. Cedar Rapids Rampage won. Uh, the title of this podcast being "Let's Never Do That Again." Yeah, let's uh, never lose again. Let's never lose again. Let's never do a doubleheader in 24 hours again. In two states. Let's just never go to Cedar Rapids again. Yeah, I'm no. pretty. I'm okay. Uh, with that. We, I mean, not this year, at least. Not this year. Yeah. yeah. Let's um, hope they fold as an organization. <laughs> Uh, or they just realize that nobody really likes their town. You know what's weird is it's like the whole time I was there, not just the soccer team. You stayed overnight. I stayed overnight. I stayed overnight um, at the Double Tree, which was beautiful. Really mm-hmm. nice Double Tree. Mm-hmm. Couldn't believe it. Great cookies. Uh, but anyway, so uh, yeah, there we go. I prematurely opened mine. Uh, <laughs> the uh, anyway, the whole time we were, I was there, I'll leave I was that one alone. Watching the game. And being in the town, and I wanted to ask everybody, like, why are you here? Like, those players, why are you playing in Cedar Rapids, middle of nowhere, Iowa? I have some thoughts on that. But we'll talk about uh, that we'll in talk a about bit. That later. Um, it's a strange atmosphere there. The game was hot. It was sluggish. Everyone was sluggish. Um, it's, it's strange because they sell VIP seats right next to the bench for, like, yeah. 25 bucks. First of all, the tickets at 12 bucks at the gate were a little expensive. Yeah. Um, um, can you maybe... Um, after you're talking about tickets, like let's talk about like how many people were there and like yeah, maybe, like just give me the full game day. Yeah, man. So we walked up. First of all, it's on it's in Coe College, which yeah. is a small little, um, probably like similar to a Carlton yeah. uh, or something like that in the middle of Cedar Rapids. Um, we played on their football field, so you, you had to park, figure out kind of. Really, there's no information online as far as where the field was. I think I texted right. you. Yeah, and you, you texted like, me. I, I was like, like, oh, like, I don't know. I, I ended up having to Google it, and I found an article about. <laughs> the Cedar Rapids Rampage starting an outdoor team that mentioned that they'd be playing at Clark Field at Coe College. So nearly impossible to figure out uh, through their website we'll where, they're, where they're freaking playing. as we go along. The organization <laughs> is just shocking. So you so. get there. They had to go like find the guy that had the square reader. Really? Yeah, he was like in the bowels of the stadium. Just so he came swipe. back, swiped my card. <laughs> they gave us tickets as if like we're going to come and go. Yeah, that's in Des Moines. But the thing is, is like there were actually a lot of people there. Like, there's I think because there's not a lot going on in Cedar Rapids. Like anyone who's a soccer, uh, I'd say as many as our last home game here in Minneapolis City. So yeah, so you know, hundred people, more than that, more than that, two hundred people. I mean, two hundred, two hundred plus. Yeah, the stadium. I mean, it wasn't full, but it was. It wasn't. There was an atmosphere. There was an atmosphere there. There was a lot of cheering. A lot of a lot of kids. Um, a lot of drum 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 beaters and Brazilian players. No, they had no sports club. They just have like you know like three children with drums in various parts because their parents gave them drums, and like one fat guy with a Brazilian on the sideline that paid twenty five bucks to just blow on his horn. <laughs> what a what a jackass. Uh, but it was and you know so it wasn't too bad. But uh, and I'll talk about this in a little bit as far as like right pregame there was some strange 
yeah. conversation going on between the fourth official and the fourth official is the guy that runs the the sub table. Yep, and he actually had a table set up, which was strange. But he runs the sub table and the extra time and all that. And there was some strange back and forth between him and uh, and our organization, him and their organization. It felt like there was a lot of tension right right out of the gate. The game started 15 minutes late, which was very um, uh, strange. So, I think the tension. I don't know what I don't know where it came from. So, but I could probably guess by the tweets I got or in the texts I got from the players after, was that their locker room was a utility closet, with no outside access <laughs> except for a door. To like the hallway, and and there was no shower. Uh, there was a toilet with nothing around it. Oh, like a like a, like a high fiver, like a prison, <laughs> like a, pri- a prison toilet. Oh, no ventilation in there. So like, if someone had to go take a heater, like, hey guys, lock the door, <laughs> lock the door and let her rip. No, I mean like if the team is in there. Yeah, like, I suppose. I mean, what what what? That's inhumane. Yeah. Like, well, there is other bathrooms, but still, I get you. But still, it's like strange. It, yeah, it's strange. And there was like I saw old, the picture of it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah it's like, and then one guy on Twitter said, it "Looks like the place that Dad goes when he and Mom aren't agreeing <laughs> <laughs> with quotation marks." So it's just like, I mean, they're they're an indoor team and they're trying the outdoor game. Um, first impressions of the organization from top to bottom, not really impressed. Yeah, like the other organizations in our league have been doing soccer for a while. So, like, when we talk about our, our recap of the Croatians, we can talk about the hospitality that they had and the banter back and forth, which was, like, healthy and fun and playful. But these guys were just kind of like, are you kidding me? Like, why would you ever put opposing fans next to the uh, the opposing team? Like, or, like, fans next to the opposing team. Like, that is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And if you hope that they're going to come and pay $25 from, like, drive from Minneapolis to Cedar Rapids and pay $25... You got another thing coming right. there, guys. Wrong. Like, it was wrong. Me. It was me and some and people. like family. Uh, yeah, a yeah. couple. There was actually, I met a guy afterwards at the bar who drove up, uh, who drove down from Minneapolis. I think his name was TJ. He came with his family, so that was cool. Um, he hadn't been to a home game yet, but he had a friend in Cedar Rapids, so the family went hey, down. Well, there you go. That was cool. I sat next to the elders and Nate Engel's mom. Yeah, so, um, I mean, people so there did were, travel, some people. But, but no one's going to pay $25. We found out someone's parents did, yeah. but, I mean, but still, it's like, are you, are you kidding me? Like... There's strange. no place for that kind of stuff. You're just – I understand that you're an indoor team and you want people close to the action, but um, separate your fans from the team. It's like yeah, – yeah, they just put them on Menards like, patio chairs. Yeah, right don't be an bench. idiot. Weird. Yeah. So um, anyway. So, so strange atmosphere. So but let's get into the game. That added that added to this. That added to the well, strangeness. The travel. The travel. Our bus and our vans came late. We were so missing we were, some personnel. We are missing some personnel. Our vans came late, so that's why we had to like get oh, off the I was van. Wondering. And play soccer, which okay. so it, it everything started off wrong. Yeah. And, um. So, but anyways, yeah. Go ahead. So we had no we had no AO uh, due to suspended suspended yep. from extra yellow cards. Uh, no AJ couldn't make the trip. Yep. Connor also. Connor couldn't also make couldn't make the trip. Yep. So we had some personnel changes. Tim Willis traveled. We talked about him a little last yep, week. Yeah, he got in. Signing. Yep. And he got in. So about fifteen um, minutes. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Camerata, who's not usually a starter, and some he started as well as uh, Kevin Hoof, who. Did admirably. He got, at, he got injured. Admirably, he, at, I think he was playing right back yep. or left back. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, but we still lined up in our favorite four-five-one, mm-hmm. which really, based on defensive roles, I'll tell you, looked like as much as you hate to hear it or as you you disagree, it, it looks like a four-three-three. And I'll tell you, it's because I like I like a four-three-three yeah, too. Yeah, and I liked it a lot, and it's worked very well for us in the past. But um, the, it fluctuates between a four-five-one. I feel assumes that your midfielders are going to help on defense. Yeah, and that was not happening. <laughs> <laughs> that was not happening. Uh, so the early game was was pretty pretty. Cedar Rapids dominated. Uh, they dominated possession. They put on early pressure. Um, possession was definitely an issue. Despite the turf, like I said, they're playing on football field, um, yeah. artificial turf. So it's not at all like ours at home. Yeah. Should be it's easier flat. to control the ball, yeah. and right? We, flat, we little wider. Yeah. Um, should be easier to control the ball. Uh, and we did not. It was it was fairly embarrassing that they could they could do their ticky tacky triangle passing. Well, like an indoor team, like an we indoor team about. would. Yep. And we when we tried to do basic passes through balls, it just they just bounced wrong, which right. is kind of what you'd expect on a lumpy rain soaked field. But here's the thing, like the travel people people think like, oh, these guys are young, they're resilient, they can bounce back, they can do this, they can do that. You know, they can play back to back days. It's absolutely difficult, no matter how old you are, to play a soccer game 
and concentrate when the only thing you've been able to do is sit and stare at a road for five hours yeah. and in a, in a cramped van. And mm-hmm. that's like nothing we can get around. So um, for, the, for those of you who don't know, the reason why we had to do that was because Cedar Rapids came to the league late. So this was the only opportunity for us to be able to play them. Yes. Yep. They, um, I think you'll notice that most of their homestands are doubleheaders. Mm-hmm. So they've got a Friday and a Saturday, which is interesting. Yep. Um, but yeah, they've they've squeezed in a, an extra game out of each of the each of the teams in the league, um, which has worked out for them. They're in third place, right behind us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like I said, possession was an early issue, um, and that led to an early chance on goal that was that set the tone for uh, nail biting and hand wringing and hair pulling out of worry. Uh, bad touch by by Engel on the back line, and all of a sudden it's one on one, and Elder had an early great save. So, I mean, we could have really started in a rough spot. Uh, but it was, like I said, it was already pretty nerve-wracking. Uh, the Rampage won the ball one-on-one almost every time. They went hard, um, harder in tackles. Harder in tackles. They were really fast on the I think the they counter. were up for us. A lot of people just get up for our games. Yeah. They were really fast on the counter. Um, they looked so dangerous. And we talked about them last week. Yeah. Gordy Jerson, who uh, has an Is it Jerson or Gerson? 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 Uh, yeah. Jerson. He's good. He's good and fast. And he was... And he's short. Uh, he's like Mac Way. Yeah. He was just tearing down the left side. And this is kind of what I'm talking about, that it was really him and Abdallah one-on-one most of the time. Yeah. And it's hard for, for like I said, the Goose was not coming back on to help out as much. He's as not he, paid to no, play. No, he's not, not paid at all. Not paid it, to de- <laughs> just for the record, he's not paid he's at all. Not, but, his job is his not. job is not defense, and right. so it was. It was tough that like, I, you could just see it every time that Ba is worried about helping on the attack, and then all of a sudden he has to turn around and worry about this dude ripping past him at ninety miles an hour yeah. for a long ball. And they had this other guy, their, their center back Charlie Bales, yeah. who this guy's long balls were beautiful. Were they like on point, or was he just like no. a big oaf who would just kick the crap out of it? On point. This he was dangerous on the free kick. His long balls were super accurate. I think the big dude? Yeah. No, he's like um yeah, kinda kinda thick, short, uh, man bun, which was unfortunate, but I really give him a lot of props too. Great, great long passing. And it It seems like they weren't uh, okay, so not being there. Yeah. I'm gonna say a few words and you're gonna we're gonna play a little word association. Word association, sure. Um when I hear uh, tight, in, good and tight spaces with small triangle passing, mm-hmm. and then I hear Hul- Hulkian man bun center back bombing a ball forward to a fast guy. Those yeah. are two different styles of soccer. Yep. So was it something that we did to disrupt one, and then the resulting thing was the other, or? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you. At the end of the first half, my thoughts were that they're beating us bad wide. They focused. They changed their focus to beat us on the wings mm-hmm. and to and to drop the long balls in. Um, and they were just gumming up the middle. Okay. So as much as they probably saw us. Yep. As much as we had Samuel and and Steve started Ian yeah. and Ryan Camerata as our our trifecta in the middle, they were yeah they were um they were gumming that up and we couldn't really get anything happening there. Mm-hmm. And so really, so what we do then? The danger had to come from Goose, which it did. Um, he had a great shot. I heard he was working, guys. He had a great and he was doing his his thing where he'd you know tear down the side and just get a hip check and fall over. Uh, and that <laughs> didn't quite work this time. Classic no no goose. penalties called. He couldn't get into the box. They keep they kept him out of the box before they knocked him over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he had a really great shot that was uh, deflected just wide at, mm-hmm. at right at the end of the half. Um, and and that was it. So we, we had a real problem moving moving the ball in the middle. I think Sam Well was trying to be creative. He moved out. Uh, Two of his partners weren't there. This is a problem. So, yes, and, and I'll talk about this kind of in the second half. But Sam Well was – we started kind of with, you know, Sam and Ryan. In front. In front and, and, and Ian and in the back. Steve in the back. Steve in the back. And Sam Well would kind of be the guy that would push forward out of those. Mm-hmm. And Ryan ended up kind of standing around feeling superfluous as Ian would – you know, help a little bit, but had to focus on getting back. But they're both like kind of defensive-minded center midfielders. Where with when you have like a Wexler in there, yes. he gets forward with yeah. Samwell. Um, they had a and and they were like I said, this nail biting, this hand wringing, really went all the way to the end of the first half because they had a goal called back 
on offsides. Um, they had a they had a corner callback. It was hard to tell because it all happened so fast, and all of a sudden the ball's in the net. You should have got this twenty five dollars sideline. I know. You seen it. Your heart just <laughs> drops, and you're like, oh, dang it, finally! Like because you just expected it to happen. Yeah. The way that they were playing, you you knew a goal was coming, and it it was a late offsides call, and it was uh, not popular. And then the coaches start getting lippy with each other. Yeah. Coach Keith and their Love coach it. are going back and forth with the fourth official. Uh, the fourth official's going back and forth. I think. Uh, Anyway, so the first half ended a little chaotically, but and my then thoughts were we had to go were, into a freaking closet. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> with one um, crapper. You know, Samuel and Ian were trying to get creative, but we were getting gummed up in the middle. Ryan just kind of stood around; he really wasn't feeling it. Makes sense; he doesn't play with the team that often, right. so I, I kind of get it. Second half, the stress continues, uh, if that's possible, right? Wex comes in for Ryan, which I thought was a, a, a good change. How did he look when he? Well, that's and this is the thing: he took over in midfield. Basically, yeah. whereas like in the first half, it was Samuel taking the, taking the lead, moving yeah. the ball around, um, deciding kind of where it would go. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Wex takes over in midfield, and Samuel kind of ends up Se- like secondary role. He was the wing. Yeah, guy. secondarily, he'd be the, and and Wex was. They have very different styles. Right. Where Wexler, Ryan, when he gets the ball, Ryan, yeah, Wexler, where yeah. Ben gets the ball, and he wants to go forward. Damn it, I'm gonna carry this ball forward and find and figure out how to attack. Samuel wants to get creative. He wants to pass it off, wants to start something yep. a little more intricate, I feel like. And he'll, like, get in and get out. Like, mm-hmm. he'll get the ball, he'll get rid of it, he'll and get then, to get it back. Yep, and he kind of, it's a give-and-go situation. Yeah. Wex yeah. does not give. Yeah. <laughs> Wex goes. Yep, he goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then right away at the beginning of the second half, Gordy Jerson went down with an injury. I think he took a stomp to the to the leg or to the hand or something. That's unfortunate. Yeah, so he went off for, it was, he. It, yeah, he limped off a little bit. Came back on and immediately scored. Like, just he got mad. Got mad and beat the tar out of Hoof down the side. Had pulled his hammy, and they were looking to get him a sub. I really at the time because it looked like he pulled it, trying to chase him down because you saw him reach back and grab. And I thought, oh, he's getting his hand out of the way just in case to keep the hand, you know, to keep from getting a handball. But no, he's just literally legit grabbing his hamstring. Um, And I think he had no choice. He had to. He had to bring him down to the box. So he was, was it? A, was it? A, was there anyone else back? No. Okay. So yeah, he he. It is what it is. Yeah. From what I heard um, was that there may have been an injury a little beforehand, and he just and, couldn't get off he, in time. And he couldn't get off in time. The penalty, I feel like, was inevitable. There. I mean, he's injured. He he has to stop the guy somehow. Was it? Was it bad? It didn't look. I mean, he was able to go off on his own, but you could tell. No, it, I mean, like the foul. No, he just gave him a little check. And then you know, down like a Gort, bag of. Jerson tried to move. I think he tried to beat him to the right, and. Hoof took that step and took maybe took a step too hard. Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, penalties are penalties. Uh, Elder it, got a yeah. hand on it, but couldn't couldn't steer it. Uh, so that's. Too I bad. mean, it is what it is. Um, so tell me about what happened in the second half with subs. So the subs, man. Uh, I think you know, the, like I, like we were saying, we were sluggish. We weren't playing the best. Like the possession was wasn't there. The we're passing wasn't there. We weren't. So the the subs needed to really add the life to the game, and I think this is kind of what happened. Against the Croatians too. Yep, which we'll get into a little bit later. So we added in uh, who'd we? We added in Will. Uh, Will Kid com- comes in, which was nice. Chapman came in for Hoof. Um, How did Chapman Will- look? Chapman looked good, man. I mean, he came in. He played most of the half. He came in at about 54th minute, something like that, and he looked pretty good. There was never any. It didn't feel like uh, he was really ever in any danger, and I think he was making some tough challenges, which is nice. Uh, Will Kid came on for what I felt was a very ineffective Matt- Matthew Guay. He just didn't play well. He just didn't. I mean, you, and maybe it's maybe we're victims of our own hype, mm-hmm. you know. Where I kind of expected Matt, I kind of expect him to do something mm-hmm. when he gets the ball instead of. But he's just not. Uh, at least in that game, I think part of it is the fatigue and that. But just does not didn't have the great first touch. Couldn't control it right off the bat. Um, when they're trying to find him, he couldn't really do anything with it. Right. So that was, and he was out there on the left. Um, so they put Will Kid on for him. Willis came in for Laurie, who was. Probably tired. Uh, Ike comes in for Samwell. Also, again, super tired. I'm sure it's hot out there. Uh, I've been really impressed with Ike. Yeah. So far this season. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the hype was around his brother coming in, who will be coming in in about ten days, I believe. Uh, but Ike's been doing great. You know, scored a goal and he comes off the bench and, you know, he just does his thing. Mm-hmm. So our guys came in. Our new guys came in. I think they added some new life. Will was a uh, a boss. Dude, just like like we've talked to him about, was running up and down. Um, finally, found himself in some space and slotted one home, which was great. The, right before that, Trey came to life, 
and challenged a guy. It was as close to midfield as I've ever seen Trey run up to challenge this and dude. just blew a guy up. Blew a guy up, and the guy got a yellow for diving, which I thought was sweet. <laughs> Get up, uh, diver. And right after that, that was the Will Kid goal. And I was super impressed with him because he was then – he was – up and down the field, back on defense when we needed to, to That's maintain. That's the thing that I like about Will. We is, needed to maintain that. You know, go ahead. He's back there blocking shots right in front of the net. You know, that's why I like about Will is his, his not only his effectiveness to, like, get up and back, but his short-term memory. Like, he may be up the field, and then, like, it doesn't go the way he wanted it to go. He, like, loses the ball or whatever. Or, like, there's a turnover somewhere else, and but he's got a, he's got a job to do. He forgets about the whatever happened, and he goes and does his next job. Mm-hmm. And then he forgets about that, and he goes and does the next job. Um, and, you know, you know, I want, I want to hear your take on the goal a little bit that he, that he scored. You know, it was kind of close to the death. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I mean. Kind of walk through that a little bit. We were, desper- I mean, it, it was, we were desperately trying to, trying to score a goal for most of that half. I mean, you could tell we were, we were trying to push it up. It just wasn't happening for us, especially Goose on his side, trying to push as hard as he could, trying to draw fouls, free kicks. Lots of crosses, lots of corners that just weren't weren't finding somebody. Weren't finding somebody. I think um, that's where know, the, the finally four, five, will one. found himself. Yeah, the four five one gets us in a, into trouble when we when we want to attack the wings and bring crosses in because nine ten five ten you're going to find that the or I mean even in the four three three too the the two wingers who are in there unless the center midfielders are bombing up and down yeah they're already wide so they're not going to be in the box so you're hoping to yeah, find Lori yeah, or whoever whoever's in there yep. Yeah. Uh, but man, that Will Kid goal uh, slots it in. That was a celebration. Slots it in. You know, the celebration was we just every. I was focused on ourselves. Like we yeah. just turned around, screamed, high five, and everybody. Yeah, high five, and the, <laughs> the four of us on the bench, yeah. screaming at the fans uh, behind us, screaming yeah. for City, and hopefully he heard. Hopefully he heard us. But uh, the celebration was composed on the field. I think just a patented Will Kid finish with a patented it's, Will Kid. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to see him score. Uh, it's good to see good to see that we could we could pull something out in the clutch. Well, and, I'm not going to say that I back. predict the future, get but the I called it last week and yeah. I said this is his trip. Um, it would have been great if he would have scored maybe like two more goals and you know <laughs> finish the the trip. With he had three a couple goals. shots in, in in the Croatians game. Yeah, but you know I mean uh, it it showed that. Um, that the energy and the effort that he's got pays off. Yep, totally. So, so I after the game, I was able to grab some thoughts from uh, from our goalkeeper Matthew and from from Will. So let's listen to those real quick and then finish up with some final thoughts on the game. Sounds good. I am here with Matthew Elder. Uh, another great game, still undefeated. Uh, we're not going to talk about the penalty as it was because that was. Uh, you know, penalties are penalties. What I want to talk about is uh, the other teams approached the whole game. Uh, they were bombing, man. They were hitting. They were trying to go for the long ball. And number three was dangerous all game. Uh, once you figured that out, kind of, what was your what was your thought process? You know, they're a, a professional indoor team, so coming into that, we expected you know short passes in tight, being good in tight places. Um, and I mean, they were. But going forward, you're right, exactly. I mean, it was a long ball from their center back over the top diagonally to number three who had a good touch like you'd expect but I mean once we uh, we noticed what they were doing it's easy it's simple stuff you drop back we see them pick their head up get back five yards get behind the ball and then let them make a mistake don't dive in don't get beat over the top uh, you're playing on people wouldn't know but we're playing on a football field here uh, how difficult was it to kind of keep your eye on where the box was kind of where you were in space you know it's actually not that tough because going through college Pretty much every game we played on, um, home and away, was turf fields, on a football field. So the, actually the football markers I'm kind of used to kind of helped me find my positioning. Uh, it sounds like tomorrow you might get the night off, which is good for you. You can kind of relax and rest while everyone else has to worry about whether or not they're playing. Uh, you've seen the Croatians before. Duncan has not. What are you telling him uh, as we face the Croatians? You know, he's a great goalkeeper, so there's not a whole lot to tell him. I mean, it's go do your thing, be confident with every play and every decision you make. I mean, he'll go out there, he'll do his thing, and he'll, he'll shut them out. I got no doubt about that. Thanks, man. Can you summarize the feeling? Last question here. Can you summarize the feeling when a draw is salvaged in the 87th minute? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, on the road, it's relief. I mean, 
getting out of here with a point. You get points on the road, you win at home, and you make the playoffs. That's how it goes. So we'll uh, put one home, and that was nice of him to uh, bring us back in it. Thanks, man. Well, hopefully that is how it goes. I really appreciate it. Great game. Yeah, thanks, boss. <laughs> yeah, thanks, boss. I love that. I know. Uh, it's so good. Like, <laughs> I, love, I love me some Matt Elder. So I think he had a pretty good good perspective on the game, uh, and I think he had a pretty good approach to the to the road trip. You know, we're just trying to get trying to get some points out of this thing. Right. I mean, like you said, you you win at home. It's your house. You must protect this house. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ray, Ray Lewis. Um, you 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 want to win at home, and you want to take points on the road. And to to date, as of today, in the Western Conference, not one team, including the league-leading Bavarians have won on the road. Really? Not one team. The only we actually lead in points on the road. With one? Uh, we have two. Oh ties. yeah, two. Two, two ties. ties. That's right. <laughs> Everyone else right. has lost on or had one tie on the road. Interesting. So you know what that means is. Well. We got a lot of home games coming up. We do, and we're in a pretty good position. We'll talk about that as I kind of go through the PLA recap. Yep. But we're tied with. Bavarians in points with a game in hand, and we have the Bavarians coming here. They have a game in hand on us. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Because they were playing in the regional tournament this weekend. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. They weren't operational this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, anyway, that enough was... on that. Uh, but I think he was right. Like, we did what we had to do. We, you said it could have been three to one. It could have been. It could have been, man. I think the two goals that called back for offsides. There was another one uh, in the second half off of a free kick rebound mm-hmm. where this guy bails. Just blasted into the wall. It bounced off some poor guy's face, and it went right back to Bales, who then laced it diagonally to a guy waiting on the wing, who just happened to be way offside. Luckily, <laughs> just <as> lazy. <laughs> but, yeah, but that guy ripped it right into the net too. So it could have been three-one, four-one, depending on you know how how he made made that save in the in the first half on the on the defensive mistake. Uh, we were lucky to get out of, out of Cedar Rapids with a point, and lucky that Will was able to come on and. You know, help salvage, help us salvage that. And he had kind of some similar, some similar thoughts to what I was thinking. In the game. Let's talk to. Yeah, let's talk see what to, Will was talk saying. Talk to the kid. Talk to the kid. All right, I am here with Will Kid. Will, man, uh, excellent goal to tie it up right at the end of the game. Uh, you came in in like the 68th, 69th minute. What were you? What were your thoughts on the game up until that point? What, what were you watching? Uh, I was watching us in stupid turnovers, and the energy was low. And I thought I could just come in and bring the energy level up. Absolutely, I agree with that 100%. Uh, so when you come on, you're looking to turn the energy up. Uh, what were you kind of seeing on your side when you when you stepped on the field? Um, when I stepped on the field, uh, I was seeing that the other team's good technically, so we need to be able to outwork them. Walk me through the seconds before and after the tying goal. Uh, I saw the ball go up. <laughs> um, it, it was coming. They the. Uh, Opposing team made it a mistake on the ball, and we were able to play it through to me, and I was able to put it home. One of your favorite things to say is that you like to run. <laughs> uh, you've got an engine on you. That was completely uh, evident when you blocked probably the final shot of the game yeah. right in front of the goal, uh, all the way down to the other end. Is that something that just because you've been sitting on the bench you had the energy for? Or is it something that everyone kind of found that extra gear? Uh, extra yeah, gear? when we were fighting to get this tie, I, I just did, gave it my all to block every shot and get every um, ch- chance we can to get this point t- on the road. These guys seemed like they were a little uh, little mouthy out there. Uh, yeah, they were a little, had a little mouth on them. But Same on the bench as yeah. it was on the field? or Yeah, it was, it was back and forth. <laughs> that's for sure, that's <laughs> for sure. All right, man, so moving into tomorrow, you guys are playing. What time is it now? It's well into, it's well past nine, nine thirty. You got to get on a bus or get yeah. in the van early in the morning and get out to Milwaukee. How tired are you? How are you gonna How are you gonna oh, be I'm by fine. tomorrow night? I'm fine. I'll be able to play full force. All right, <laughs> excellent, man. Well, thanks a lot. I won't be there tomorrow, but uh, it was great to see you here tonight. All right. I really appreciate it. All right, thanks. Thanks, Will. Yeah. Wasn't that delightful? <laughs> <laughs> um, Will is definitely a man of many words. Yeah, well, I mean, he but got right to it. He did get right to it, and we, we were kind of talking while we were while we were playing that that we both liked the fact that Will meant you know Will cut to the chase and said there were we weren't playing our game, we weren't playing well. Mm-hmm. And, and he was exactly right. I think it was refreshing to hear him uh, to hear him say that, to hear him acknowledge. I mean, stupid possession. Right. Or stupid on possession, stupid turnovers, 
um, ineffectual in general in the first ineffectual. half. Ineffectual. Yeah. Uh, that's a great word. Ineffective, I guess. Ineffectual means like, yeah. I'm not... You're not like I'm good not, at affection? Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm great at affection. Yeah. So. Just to ask huh. around. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, to clean that one up yep, for you. Fine. Um, <laughs> so basically what, what Will was saying was, is that we weren't playing our game. We are, you know, we weren't connecting well. And we really had to just grit it out and, and grind that, that point on the road. And yep. we did. So both he and Matt talked about it. So that must mean it absolutely happened. I think all the adversity of driving and being shoved into a weird toilet closet, um, you know, all the weird things that happened with the organization beforehand and the, then the buses not being there and whatever. That stuff's all over. We got a point on the road. And we move into to the next game. But before we do that, um, you know, give me your other takes on as far as like overall recaps. Yeah, I mean, like I said, not good. Uh, probably should have had last three to one, four to one. Yeah, but we got super lucky. I think losing the backup for AO was a suboptimal experience. Yeah, I think that hurts. That really hurts us. Yeah. Um, and, but we get him back. You, what are you gonna do? We're gonna get him back. He's he's gonna be fine. I did like I did like how lethal Will and Goose were. On the wings. So much energy. Yeah, a lot of energy, and I think youthful exuberance. That's the and the, the crazy say. thing is that Goose turns around on Saturday, and Will turns around on Saturday and puts in another workhorse performance. It's because they're kids, man. Yeah, they're, and they they just kids playing a kid game. Yep. I mean, I think, and that's so it. So many kids. I think uh, you know, I was hoping to have gotten. I knew a draw was coming this last weekend. I'm glad it was. I'm yeah. glad it was in that game. I'm glad it was. We were able to pull it out. I'm glad it wasn't because at home. I was expecting a. I was expecting a win in the Croatians game, but that didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, tell me about Steve taking over for AJ. Oh yeah, I mean I thought he did great. Uh, you know he's good enough in the His AJ first role. Start. First start, and then he then he came back the next day and started as well. Uh, I think, you know, I was super impressed with AJ's ability to always be. Johnny on the spot. Johnny on the spot near danger and be able to get us out of danger. I think Ian had a different instinct, more towards ball movement. Um, but he did he did help in the middle of the field. I think he was helping on defense a lot. The communication uh, a little bit was there, but I think the communication uh, in the back half of the field definitely still came from from Matt, and the front half was still definitely an Andy situation trying to be a trying to be a cheerleader. The reason why I brought up the um, the communication was I went to training on Wednesday. And Coach Kicker said, you know, we need to identify the person who's going to step up and who's going to be the communicator for the game. Yep. Who was that? <laughs> Great point. Who stepped up besides Matt Elder? Because Matt's all – Matt. His, That's his job. It's his job. He's from in goal, he, and he's good at it. He's going to communicate with everybody. Um, Duncan, same way. It's a goalkeeper thing. Yeah. Uh, good goalkeepers are always communicating. Who was the guy on the field that, that did that, that stepped up? You know, maybe It's this, okay to say no, that, that no one – Yeah, maybe, maybe that's just something I wasn't looking for, but I didn't – didn't hear it. It was lackluster. It felt lackluster. It felt slow. It felt um, like everyone was, you know, two steps slower than maybe their brains were, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like that's what happens when you get old. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> right. That's but how I, I am when I'm. But I feel like field. now that you bring it up, like nobody was talking. Nobody was. There was n- nobody on that field besides besides the guy in goal trying to keep people in the moment, trying to keep them. Yeah. Uh, focused on what's what's in front of them. You know what, and that sucks because uh, on Wednesday at training, it was so different. Everyone was buzzing around the field, having a good time, putting in the work, communicating. Yeah. And then it, that just shows that um, the adversity of the travel really affected us. Yeah. Um, but let's let's talk about uh, unless there's any other recap. No, I mean because we kept traveling, man. Yeah, we kept traveling. We ended up, we ended up going all the way to Croatia on a bus, which is at the far drive. That's <laughs> long. It's so long. But uh, we rolled up 12 hours after the game ended in Iowa, uh, and the boys were up against our our uh, other hated rivals in Milwaukee, um, the Croatian team, and they're hard to beat at home. And the outcome is the reason why we had tears in our summit today, mm-hmm. that we lost 1-0. Um, but as far as the game goes, neither of us were there. Uh, but from what we, could, what we could tell from the stream, we just didn't really have any more juice left. Yeah. And the Croatians were arrested. Uh, they were coming off of the fact that they lost to us at our place. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of rubbed it in a little bit. We did. We were not kind to we them were, on we the sidelines. We were not kind to them on the <laughs> sidelines. Uh, we dished it out, but we we can take it. We can take, we can take the dishing back. We'll get it, we'll get it, um, into that. 
Also, you had already mentioned, AJ didn't make it. Connor Stevenson, who was training really well on, th- on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked good. I thought he looked the best he's looked, and he couldn't make it either. He didn't make the trip. Couldn't make the trip. So we had th- we're missing those two guys. Um, and then, you know, we went back to the 3-5-2. So, Which... And that was only because of personnel. Yeah. I, I understand it. We've talked about it. We hate this formation. I, Not, I'm we, okay with it, but... We don't prefer this formation for our team, no. but I totally get it because we lost Hoof. Ao wasn't with wasn't on the trip. We did pick up Lance Gaspar, who drove from <laughs> from Minneapolis to Milwaukee, that, and that's, just for the game. But I think the problem is, is then on the bench, if we do start with four on the back line, you assume it's Chapman or, or Lance. You've got one defensive sub. Yep. And that's scary. If something happens, and so, and then you got you need, then fatigue is still is obviously an issue. Right. I get it. I get why you start with three back there. But you but. know what? Um, to counterpoint to that, I'm not saying that you know. The coach, coaching staff was incorrect with starting with three five two. You know, I I would personally not have done it. I understand why they did it, but if you have the horses to start with four, you can. And something happens, mm-hmm. you can go back to the three. Mm-hmm. And it's mid game versus starting the game that yeah. way. And we just um, it's a formation we can play. We've played it before, but without a guy like Ao and Abdallah fresh on the outsides, uh, it just. I don't. I don't see it working as well. We right. can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like we can't. It was bad, but especially being tired, that's a lot of pressure on three guys in the back against a team that's gunning for you at home. Yeah, I thought so. That it's just uphill battle. When I when I saw that the formation was released on Twitter, I my first thought was we just don't have the guys. It's we're we're injured and we're tired. Mm-hmm. But also, it was great to have Will and Goose on the on the wings as right. the as the outside guys that are responsible for getting up and down the field the whole game. Yeah. Because if anyone could do it, like we just said, um, it, it was them. So at least we had them because that was something we were we were missing right. in the first game, the first time we tried this against the Bavarians. Right. So the game was streamed and the stream was awful. Oh, so it was like a steady cam, like Blair Witch projects. It was some dude who I think on the bench, the Croatian bench with his iPhone. Breathing heavy. Yeah. I had to turn <laughs> the sound off really fast. So all of our feedback comes from about 75 minutes of watching with by the time I, I just couldn't handle it anymore. Then I just followed the match day on Twitter. Yep. So as far as the game goes, like we mentioned, we went to the three five two. Um, Goose was tracking back more than he was against the Cedar Rapids Rampage United. Mm-hmm. That's their name. It's a lot of names. So, um, <laughs> so he was tracking back, but the same thing was happening the last time we played these guys. Strong physical challenges. No, it wasn't anything dirty. I thought they were a little dirtier when they came to our place. This time it was just like they were going in hard on challenges and we were just tired. Mm-hmm. So it looked a lot worse because we were getting bowled over. Yep. But it wasn't because they were dirty. It was because our guys were a step slow. So as a result of that, uh, Goose goes down. And the the sigh, you know, the, the gasp everywhere from here to Franklin, Wisconsin. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, crap. Because um, Goose is one of our engine room guys. Yeah. So... Um, Goose gets hurt. We'll go over that a little bit later. Um, but, uh, you know, and he wasn't the only guy who got hurt. Chapman took a, a nasty knock to the head. Uh, I believe um, maybe even drawing some blood. They didn't even Ooh. bleed his own blood. Whoa. So, um, but first half, we tried to get control of the game, um, and it just was not happening. Um, you know, we, we did what we could um, to try to get into the flow, but you, physically you could tell tired legs. And it was like 95 degrees out. Yeah. It was even hotter than it was on Friday. So those guys... Not only were they going up against that, but you could just tell it was tired. Um, they changed their lineup a little bit. They moved a couple guys around. They still had, uh, I believe, their back line was intact. But everywhere else, I think they added a, they added a few new guys, and they, they changed things up a little bit. So there was a couple couple names that were left off of the uh, the team sheet that I noticed. But they, uh, they pretty much threw the same stuff at us. Um, but early on, Goose was being Goose, and he was just working guys. Mm-hmm. And he was he was getting chopped down pretty hard, um, and it wasn't like a situation where last game we switched we we had him switch sides. This time he like like stayed on his side and he just got unfortunately hard challenge came through wasn't dirty the fall through on a guy on a guy's tackle just happened to cleat him in the knee. Mm. Um, from what we're hearing, it's not um, uh, damaging. It's just like it, I got kicked in my knee and it really hurts. Yeah. Um, so 
hopefully we'll, we'll get more on that um, in the next few days, but he didn't, uh, he didn't get hurt, um, you know, anything structural, which is, which is good. But as far as the officiating goes, the ref basically could have just put a referee shirt on like a parking cone and put it in the middle of the field with a whistle <laughs> and just bought a ticket to the game. And I'm not just saying that because we lost, but the dude was watching the ball and not watching the play, like an out of position. And we'll get into that a little bit more in a bit, but the dude just watched the game and you could tell when it was time for a call, it was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta make a call here. Here we go. I got, I got, Oh, so I have a job. <laughs> you have one job, referee the game. That's it. So he was a step slow. And I think that was another reason why a lot of our guys were getting, getting, um, getting pushed over without a lot of the free kicks that we were getting when we played them in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. because the ref was not on top of things, um, including the sideline guys. So, um, like I said, consistently out of position and bad calls for both teams too. It wasn't just us. It was, this guy was just out to lunch. So um, that that kind of um, <laughs> kind of hurt. Uh, but big dunk, Duncan made his first start. That's exciting to see. Sounds like uh, he did pretty great. You know, for the he, most part, for the most part, he was he was on point. Um, you know, I, I talked to him the day before, uh, texting back and forth, and just letting him know like this isn't any different than any other soccer game you've ever played. Shots are still going to come in. They're going to come in a little bit faster, uh, a little bit harder. You know, you have to do everything that you know instinctually and you've been trained to do. Just do it. Just play play your game. And and Duncan's a good goalkeeper. So was Matt. Um, but Duncan kind of shook off those those kind of first match jitters. You can tell he was a little hyped up. To start off, um, made some some pretty great saves. There weren't a lot of chances, but both sides goalkeepers. Um, the anti cop. Anti cop was anti-cop, back. Yeah. He the must have wanted some redemption. He did, he did. So we, we called him Cheeseburger, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but both goalkeepers made fine saves. I mean, he's not a bad goalie. He just happens to be like 40 and like on the plus side of 200. <laughs> so that's fine. Where Duncan's like 18 and on the plus side of 200, you know, like. Uh, and, but it's muscle yep. versus, uh, versus not non-muscle. Muscle. Just matter. <laughs> just 200 pounds of matter. So... Um, yeah, Duncan kind of kept us in it from our side. Anticop kind of did too. Uh, Will Kidd almost added us um, to his, his bucket of, uh, of pickles, um, but was pushed wide uh, at the end of the half. So the half ended 0-0. Uh, second half rolls around, and things got real weird. Mm-hmm. Real weird. Like when you have to tell your parents you did something wrong weird. Yeah. And you're like, this is going to be bad. Yep. Um, so... Tanning an otherwise great first start for Duncan was um, a clear goalkeeping error. And, you know, we Duncan's young, and he's going to have plenty of opportunities in his career to both succeed and fail. This is one of those ones that he has to get over, and, you know, I talked to him a little bit after. Um, and he's aware of it. He took total ownership in it. What happened was, apparently, um, there maybe been a little bit of a deflection or uh, some wind that kept the ball up that was a mishit cross. Yeah. And he thought it was going to kind of go over, and he didn't He didn't take it maybe as seriously as he should have. And uh, instead of parrying it over the crossbar, parried it into the goal. Ooh. So uh, they go up one nothing on a, a mishit cross and a goalkeeping error. That happens. But where does that put you? It puts your the rest of the team that's already tired and trying to fight to score a goal to go ahead on now the road. Now they got to try to fight harder. Now they got to try to fight harder and they have to score twice. They already Not, did this thing last night. They did it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, you run out of uh, chips to cash in. So um, goalkeeping mistakes happen. Um, you know, we talked to, we talked about the one that Matt had um, hesitating to come out of the goal yep. to give up his his only goal outside of the penalty that he gave up um, against the Croatians. Against the Croatians. So. Um, uh, not the penalty, but the 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 error coming out. Mm-hmm. Duncan had his own error, but he'll he'll bounce back from that. And you know, um, it's just a confidence killer for both the players and the goalie. So yeah. shake it off, Duncan. It's okay. Um, best that it didn't happen at home. So don't let that happen at home. Uh, learn from it and and move forward. Um, that's the only thing you can do. So. Um, but outside of that stellar performance for your first start, I'm probably amped up, man. I'd be amped up too if I finally get out of the DA, get back in, and, and you're ready to go. Um, but then we had some some sparks off the bench. We were kind of fighting for that equalizer. Um, Lance Gaspar, who we mentioned, got about 30 minutes of quality work subbing in for Ba, and um, you know just defending the guys on the the outsides. Um, we know what Abdallah can do, but Lance is a little bit different. Um, 
he and he played he played pretty strong out there. I can't believe Abdallah played so much. He just loves soccer, man. He he played the full ninety mm-hmm. the night before, and yeah. then played the first sixty, and then was finally subbed off. That's a lot of work. That's, That's a lot of great. soccer. That's a lot of soccer. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he put the work in that. That just is a testament to not only his fitness, but the work the coaching staff did um, up leading up to it um, to make sure these guys were fit to in certain areas to be able to play that much. Yeah. Um, so goose again causing fits. Um, we talked about it, taking down nothing deliberate or dirty, just a hard tackle. Um, he's getting things checked out, and we'll, we'll find out more today. Fingers crossed, folks, um, and make sure that he's okay. Not just for our team, but he's going to Indiana. He's got a bright soccer future, and we don't want anything to happen to him. Right, exactly. That's um, kind of the case with all these, any of these Right, we're trying to get him guys. ready for uh, to play against you know more grown, grown-ass men. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully he's okay. Um, anyways, uh, last thing really to cover is uh, Will Kidd got, a, got on the other end of, de- of a deflection and almost, um, like I said, opened up his account again two days in a row. Uh, and the ball looked to be over the line. And there's actually a photograph of it over the line. But the PLA doesn't have the budget for uh, goal line technology. <laughs> we don't get the monitors. We don't, we don't get the monitors. Okay. There's no buzzers. There's no uh, those those miter balls don't have like the chip in them. Yeah. So um, you know if if you'd like if you don't believe us and you'd like to see the the photograph, please email us at mcsepodcast at gmail We're we'll more than happy to give send it to you. So that would have been our 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 heart our uh, heart pumping equalizer again at the death. Yeah. Uh, they cleared off the line. Their goalie, their goalie was beaten. Whatever. So, anyways, we at that point we go down. Game over. Equations win. Um, great for them. And I have a little bit of a thing to add to that. I know we're kind of running long here. And we need to get into a couple more things still. But the goalie Anticop, when he was here, made fun of him on Twitter. Called him cheeseburger. Had a Photoshop him punching a cheeseburger out of the goal. <laughs> uh, it was really funny. Um, the guy didn't take it the best. But his reaction, I think he like understood that we were just like being playful. Um, so tweets a picture at us after the game with a picture of him, him and a cheeseburger, yep. and it said, "How does your first loss taste?" Forty, yeah, forty-one year old boy to shut you out. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> Mr. Anticop or anyone in the organization, uh, I actually liked the tweet, and yeah. I said, you know, that was classy, that was great. Cla- classy response. So, I'm I've been taunted the hell out of myself from other people uh, playing soccer in my career and you got to be able to take it yeah totally if you can dish it so uh touche not the cop the anti-cop yep um so anyways that's it so screw that we're done playing croatians for the rest of the year unless we see a croatian team in the playoffs yeah man which is good um not a lot of other action around the pla this weekend which was which we were pretty much the action uh the reserves united reserves beat the 56ers two to nothing uh madison just blows goats, and we'll talk about them in a little bit. <laughs> I just can't wait for them to make me feel good, as as Halle Berry once said. I don't want to like directly to you, like <laughs> no, no, in that movie. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Bavarians they did they, the Bavarians did play in a tournament with a couple other PLA teams, uh, Carpathia and Adria. Not and just any tournament. They won like the national amateur tournament. Yeah, they they won tournament. said tournament, so yeah. we're happy for them. They won good, the regionals. Good work. Yeah, the regionals. Yeah. They're their region. So they move on to the national championship. Um, but the standings for for the West, which we're concerned about, they have the Bavarians, us, and Cedar Rapids all at eight points on the top of the table. The Bavarians have a game have that game in hand, and their goal differential is oh, just yeah. through the roof because they yeah. drubbed the 56ers earlier this season. Do you know six who the Bavarians to have next? I uh, don't. I'll have to check out their schedule. Um, our generally outstanding goalkeeping is really keeping us in this race. If we can steal a game from the from the Bavarians Here. at home, yeah. which you know, true to form, maybe they won't be winning on the road. Um, we're in good shape. Let's hope they come up and they play. We'll, we'll have to check the schedule, um, and we'll do that while I'm, while I'm rambling here, uh, to buying some time until we pull the internet up. If if they play, I, I hope to God it doesn't happen again, where we play a team. And then we do all the hard work, and then Minnesota United Reserves get our scraps the next day. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Like, beat a real freaking team, Woodbury United. <laughs> like, seriously, that uh, happened with the Croatians, right? Yep. They, they drubbed the Croatians. The Croatians should have beaten them. Yeah. The Bavarians play, lo and behold, the United Reserves on the 19th. And when do they have us? Uh, and then they have us on the 9th. The, so it isn't a. It July is a 9th? Yeah. I know that because my parents are coming up for it. Yeah, they do. So they don't have a back-to-back. Nope. Um, crap. Well, I was hoping that we, they would return the favor and have... Oh. What? Yeah, dude. 
They do have a back-to-back because then the next second? day... No, we get them first. Ugh. The next day they go to the Rampage, Ugh. which... Which again gets another back-to-back. Weak. God, screw that stupid stuff. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, in the East, not too much happened. Uh, two games... Toledo is back there winning ways. There's kind of a log jam on top of the East. Four teams have yeah, nine points. For each other. Um, this really could get, could come down to who gets surprised by the terrible Grand Rapids Ole. Yeah, uh, those the guys just just the doormat of the PLA right now. But uh, um, speaking of doormats, we've got Madison coming up on Saturday, and hopefully, hopefully this will get us out of the uh, out of the doldrums. Yeah. So in true fashion, I had the Bizworm Scouting Network out. Um, and when I say that, I'm serious. Like, I have people that go watch games, but I can't watch them. So I'm not just joking about this, people. Um, but I do want to say, yes, they're the doormat of our division. Okay? They've been getting beaten. It is a total trap mm-hmm. at home. If we talk a bunch of crap again about how we're going to kick crap out of these guys, and they come in and we're coming off a loss, like, it's a trap. It could be. <laughs> It totally could be. So I don't want to overlook these guys. Not Now, saying that, I also don't want to overlook the fact that they have, like, a, a 12 goals against average. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't, I don't want to skip over that. It's, it's true. Um, but as far as who are the Madison 56ers, um, they're winless in the league, and, they, and they're kind of getting embarrassed by teams. It's, it's just what's happening, and I'm speaking the truth. I'm not trying to throw bulletin board material out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as what they make up, they run more of a traditional 4-4-2 uh, from what I've seen and from what I've been told, but it also kind of form, uh, morphs into a 4-2-3-1 um, at times where I know that it's more of a diamond in the middle with two guys that go up top instead of flat across. So okay. um, I can draw it up for you if you want me to do that later. I can visualize. Um, so you're looking at um, you're looking at kind of a, a weird formation that they run. And they kind of get their number 10 in the middle, um, you know, kind of free reign to run around in that formation. But they have speedy outside backs that uh, don't have the best touch, but where they make up for their lack of touch is in how f- f- quick to recover they are. Okay. But they're not, like, the best defenders on earth. Right. So... Look at, um, you know, we'll talk about keys to victory in a little bit. Um, as far as uh, their center backs go, they have one that's like a bigger guy, um, kind of a smaller version of Trey, just solid, um, not as good as Trey. And they have one guy who's like kind of tall and lanky, thinner, smaller, more frail back. Like ice hockey on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, like the, the little guy, who's, mm-hmm. but he was speedier. This guy's more clumsy. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so he uh, he's smart, but where and he's usually in the right position, but he gets out muscled because physically he can't play against some of the older, bigger, faster, stronger guys. Okay. So um, maybe in a couple years we'll be seeing this guy. I don't know. I don't know what his name exactly is, um, but maybe in a couple years we'll see this guy back in Madison, and he'll be one of the you know the bigger defenders, and he'll grow, he'll up. grow up into the you know into the league. Maybe not. Um, so you're looking at a pairing of two guys that are uh, one who's good on the ball in calm and one who's really smart and good positionally, but overmatched physically. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said before, they have a decent number ten in the middle. So this guy doesn't have a ton of help in the middle, but he he roams around. And he tries to find the ball and tries to create a lot like um, like what Samo does. Yeah. However, not as good. Okay. Um, but when he gets the ball, he can make you miss. He's little. He's got some slippery little tricks in there. Um, Kind of tough to tough to peg down, uh, but again, he's not really working with a whole lot around him. You know, a lot of, not a lot of solid running mates that he can work off of. He did a lot of stuff where he tried to combine with guys, but it it kind of looked like this guy had never played with them before, and that was like twice I saw him play. So I don't know what's going on there. Anyways, um, they have two guys up top that cause fits: Alex Bradley and uh, Othniel Mensa Messen. Uh, Othniel... Othniel Masson? Masson. I don't yeah. know. That's yeah, what we'll, it looks we'll, go, like. we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Othniel Masson. Both guys um, cause fits. One's a little shorter, faster. One's bigger, stronger, more um, two-footed, cerebral-type striker. A lot like Laurie, but not as big and not, okay. not as experienced. Um, that's an Alex Bradley. Um, he's not a, a Gerson, a Gerson or whatever that we saw in uh, Iowa. And he's not a Weidenbach either. He's more of a bigger guy um, who is he's, he's, um, kind of like Francois from Bavarians. Oh, yeah, okay. But not, not as um, 
physically gifted, but about but similar skill sets. Can finish both feet, whatever. Makes good runs. Um, he was uh, he's been like kind of the lone bright spot for them. Made made the team of the week a couple weeks ago. So um, he's got he's got a good pedigree. Um, they also have two goalkeepers that they've kind of moving back and forth. One guy that um, you know we did scout. The they both of them played against Bavarians, so that game was one of the scouted games. And the one dude just got shell shocked, like just that was the six nothing six nothing drubbing. Yeah, like, and our scout said that without the second guy who came in, it would have been way worse. Really, the, the guy was standing on his head, making save after save after save. So um, they what they have is one smaller guy, more acrobatic shot stopper. Um, yeah. One one guy, a more acrobatic shot stopper, uh, but doesn't get a good hold on the ball, but can make good saves. Uh, and one bigger guy who's just a better goalkeeper, better positionally, kind of does his own thing in, yeah. um, in there. So, um, so yeah, they, we don't know who we're going to face. So hopefully we get the one who can't hold on to the ball. Uh, but we might, we might see the guy who's, you know, who's, who's the, better, the better goalkeeper, or maybe the one guy has a, a, a better, um, better touch. But um, real quickly to, you know, kind of, get through things here. Um, don't overlook these guys. Um, they're coached by Jim Launder, who was the former men's coach at, at Madison. And, um, coached there for like 15 years, won a national title. The guy the guy knows how to coach soccer. He just might not have all the tools in the toolbox mm-hmm. to kind of... And he might not want to be there, yeah. sounds like. Yeah, it's, um, you know, he did say he he wants to get back into coaching uh, a more established team than a summer team. So um, not the best thing to say when your team's in the last place. Yeah. Like, I want to get out of here and coach a better team. So um, anyway, so that's what, what we're up against. So how do we beat these guys? Well, uh, we talked about, first off, we can. Um, it's a total trap game for us. So we have to make sure that we, um, you know, it, we, we make sure that we don't get uh, beat. And if we don't roll these guys, I think it's a moral loss. Yeah, for us. we have to just we have to have show, a response. Show up game. and kick ass. Yep, show up and kick ass. Um, so uh, to beat them, we just need to take care of business our way. I don't the three five two. I think we have the the horses back in the stable. That playbook gets burnt and thrown in the mm-hmm. <laughs> in the garbage. Uh, I think we we immediately get rid of that. Um, we need to to um, just rip the bandaid off and put the strongest team out there, no matter who it is. So right now you got a guy like Will who's hot. I don't know, do you, you know, if it's um, smart to bottle the heat. Yep. I think maybe. I'm with you, man. Like, like I said, I, I have. Way was not impressive last weekend. I think he's got the one goal off the penalty. I believe. Uh, it was free kick. Free, free kick, flick header, and he had. I mean, he's a great player, but maybe the um, maybe the best use of him sometimes. Is change of pace striker. Change of pace striker. Mm-hmm. Something a little bit different. And I'm not taking anything away from Matthew. Matthew's great at soccer. Yep. Um, but perhaps we uh, we don't bottle the heat up and more, a little more energy to start the game, um, and then switch some things up. Um, it's it's worth a shot. Why not? Um, why why not? So that's one thing. Um, early high pressure, which this would help with on yeah. their on their back line, mm-hmm. is a must. Mm-hmm. Absolute must. Um, and then following up your shots, lots of shots early and often. Follow them up, get the rebound. Get goal. the rebound. Sounds yep. like the, one, like you said, one of the goalies doesn't have the best yep. the best hands. Right, and then per- perhaps we we start with our three up top, um, with our four three three, or we do two. We just need more than one forward up there. Um, small start triangles in the middle, um, effective possession that um, you know Coach Kicker hammers home. That absolutely will help. Um, the barnyard will absolutely help. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it'll be good to be home. Um, but don't sleep on their forwards. They create problems in the back line. AO is back, we mentioned. That's going to help. Uh, we need to stay organized in the back. Um, whoever starts in goal, you know, I don't know who Coach Kicker is going to pick for the game. Whoever starts in goal really needs to do their job organizing everybody. And that one guy, whoever it is on the field, has to step up and do his job and communicate for everybody. So that's how we beat Madison. Sounds good. All right, but... Before we get into the you know closing the show here, quick shout out to uh, Parent Club Stegmans, yeah, Stegman Soccer Club. So uh, I was part of part of this. Um, so I thought I'd uh, drop a little, little <laughs> diamond there. Ao played. It looked uh, like yeah, he, he a- was in, in the in. Yeah, Ao not only staying fit, not only played uh, played for um, Stegman City, which is our reserve team. Uh, while he was on uh, suspension, he played with the old boys on Friday night. What? Yeah, he played with my team. Um, just get a couple minutes and get a sweat in and keep keep uh, fitness up, knowing that he wasn't going to be playing this weekend. 
um, with uh, with Minneapolis City. But um, Stegman City, our Division One amateur team, went um, into the Minnesota Cup, which is the qualifier for the amateur um, cup that the Bavarians are currently in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, winner of that gets the automatic berth in if they choose to into the qualifying process for the the amateur cup. Uh, I'm happy to say that they won. Sweet. Nine to zero. Whoa! You guys have been scoring. You mentioned this last week. You've just been scoring goals on goals, goals on goals. Goals on goals on goals. Nine zip. So Stegman City wins the uh, the the Minnesota Cup, and they're in first place in their division right now. So they can be do the the double. Do the double. Do the double. So um, then my team, Stegman's Old Boys, the original flagship Stegman's team that helped conceive all of this. Uh, we actually made it to the Wilson Cup final, which is for Division two, three, and four. And uh, we made it to the final, but we actually lost to the number one team in Division Two. Mm. Um, so uh, we're the better side. We played more attractive soccer. We did really well. It You're just, also attract most attractive yeah, men. Absolutely. But it was so <laughs> great to have two Stegman's teams. Yeah, that's pretty good. The two cups. Pretty good weekend. For it was you guys. pretty good weekend for us. So um, you know, shout out to those guys. A lot of the guys that didn't make the trip. Um, that you know, some of the guys that are in the in the camp that we didn't mention are on those one, teams. On those teams. Yeah. So um, and also. People who buy tickets and support the team are on those teams. Yeah. So, uh, so there's that. So, quick shout out, Stegmans. Way to go. We'll, uh, one of these times, we'll get to the Wilson Cup final. It's our second time there losing. We'll win one of these times. One, sooner or later. Yeah. So, next week, uh, I might be all alone, depending on whether or not your baby wants to make an appearance. Yeah. Today was his birthday, and he didn't show up. So, hopefully, so. sooner or later, that guy's going to fall on out. Uh, next week, we're definitely going to recap that Madison game, and I'm going to have a guest or two on... Because we're going to turn right around and follow Madison home to play them the next weekend mm. on the 25th. So there's not going to be much of a preview to be had. It's going to be a review of the game. And then I'm going to have to talk to talk to some people here in studio or via Skype. Yeah. Hopefully you might be one of them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I as long as the boy cooperates, I plan to be there. All right. Hey, happy birthday to Summit. Our, our iconic St. Paul Brewery is turning 30 this year. And they are celebrating with a bunch of stuff that will get you drunk. Yeah, yeah, responsibly drunk. Try the new 30th anniversary German-style Keller Pils Fantastic. or any of their other brews. It is really good. Um, more 30th anniversary shenanigans are in the pipeline, so go to summitbrewing.com and learn about that. I also want to kind of give a shout-out or I do a little, a little bit of a bump here to talk about what we're doing around town and to let you know that if you're – a supporter of Minneapolis City and your supporter of, of what we're trying to do, whether it's the the youth clinics, whether it's building community involvement, whether it's uh, whether it's just kind of strengthening the the fabric of the of the Minneapolis community and you soccer wa- community yeah too, the soccer right? community and you want to get your name out there as a business, uh, let us know because there's a lot of opportunities for us to uh, for us to help you out with that. We talk about Summit every week. Uh, there's plenty of opportunities at at the games to to pump up your business. Uh, over the intercom, there's plenty of opportunities for, um, for programs and signage programs. and things like that. So please uh, get a hold of us. Uh, you can email the club, T H E club, C L U B, at M P L S City SC.com, and we can talk details. Um, anyone can really support us. It's all tax deductible uh, due to our nonprofit status. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, we are looking for local organizations that share our passion or belief in growing soccer in Minnesota and improving the community. Get involved, folks. Yeah. Do good. If you want to get a hold of John and I, you can email us at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. Perhaps next time we don't even do a podcast unless someone emails us. (laughs) We're trying so hard. We're taking your questions. We can take your comments. We'll read your uh, stories about that one time you found $20. Uh, Or you can tweet at us at at mplscitysc. You can tweet at John at johnnybusiness. Two N's, two Z's, two S's, or at me at at Mexinate. Uh, and that is all for this week. I am Nate. I am John. As usual, we're going to leave you with Go Get Em, Tiger. John, they had a video featured in City Pages. Did you see that? I did. Uh, it was as weird and as spectacular as I would expect. Well, you should all check it out. Uh, this is It's a song, Kicks on a Wire. It's our old fave. Uh, we'll play it for you tonight. And we are out. Bye-bye.